This is your host, Hurricane Ann, and I am so happy to be with you today and be here with you today. And I have a very special guest, my friend Derek Gibson, who is running for governor for New York State. Derek, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you, how are you doing yourself? Uh, great. I've been dying to get another interview with you. And for you listeners for Wolfpack Radio, know that Derek has been on my show more than anybody else. He has the record. He's one of my most favorite guests and uh, very informed and always has a great show to present. Derek is a resident of New York State. He lives in New York City in the Queens, right? You live in the Queens? Is that right? You there, Derek? I am now. You cut out for some okay. reason. <laughs> right. Do you, you live in the Queens, right? I live in Queens, Rigo Park. Well, I've been – I'm in Texas, so New York is like a, a, a foreign entity test in Texas, okay? So I've been very interested in New York with what, what all has been going on, especially since they gave us our great president, Donald, Donald J. Trump, and uh, going to hell in a handbasket. It looks to me like the deep state has taken over New York, and they're running into the ground. I am so glad to see you running for governor there, and I really feel like you can help save New York. But right now, these people have lost their ever-loving mind. And, you know, the last time I had you on the show, we were talking about corona and how they were, uh, you know, not doing things correctly in New York, which is causing a lot of deaths. And that was before we even found out about Kumo, Como, or however you say his name, uh, killing all these people by putting them in nursing homes that had the corona and then getting all the people in the nursing home to die. And that's got to be an – is that an outrage in New York? Are people furious about this? People are upset, furious, and words that I can't say on your show today. But everyone is fed up with the lack of leadership. The foolish decisions have, have came from the governor's office, the mayor's office, and everywhere else around the state of New York uh, from our total corrupt leadership that we have in New York State. I am Derek Gibson for New York State Governor. I am running for governor so we can set the straight back straight Store it to its greatness that it once was on the Rudy Giuliani, and uh, and for that answer, on the uh, Bloomberg also. So I am here, and I am fighting hard to win the governorship of uh, the state of New York. Now, just to make sure that people understand this, you are a very much a conservative and running on conservative values, and uh, some of the things that you uh, advocate is you support. Blue Lives Matters. You support the police, and right now New York is trying to defund the police. But while researching for the show, I did find out that most of the crime is in minority areas. And so how do how do the minorities – I mean we're just hearing from the uh, Black Lives Matter and the deep state. But how do the New Yorkers, especially in the minority uh, areas, feel about defunding the police? Well, most in the uh, in the areas like that, uh, they are happy to defund the police, not knowing that it will affect them more than it will anyone else uh, in the city and in the state of New York. So, a lack of lack of knowledge, a lack of information being put out there for them to make uh, correct choices is causing them to support 
the defunding uh, the uh, police department that will be detrimental to the safety of themselves, their children, their parents, and whoever else may live in their uh, community or district. But uh, defunding police is a non-starter with me, and it's a non-starter for a lot of patriots around the state of New York and everywhere for that case over America. Uh, defunding police makes act absolutely no sense. Funding need to be increased, not defund. Sure, our police need training. We have a training, and uh, our police does need to come from our community so they can understand the different cultures that we have and where, uh, where we came from. Sure, I agree with that 100%, but the problem is the raising of our children. We oh, are not raising reading. our children to respect our authority and no one else. So that is where the problem lies. We need to get back to uh, grooming our children the right way. Right, and they're not aware. I was reading some of the headlines, and one of them said, a 17-year-old basketball star from the Bronx heading for college in the fall, a 14-year-old standing on the street in Queens, a 15-year-old riding a scooter in Manhattan. And uh, most of these are black killings. Do they do they not see that already that the black-on-black crime was already like 93% of the black homicides? And well, that sure without the police be in police. there... When you have the blindness pool over your eyes, you can't see nothing but hate. When you are filled with hatred for other people, you're you're playing the victim role, and you're blaming everyone else for what you are doing. You cannot, you actually cannot see that. They have blindness on their eyes, so they are being led to the slaughter. They are slaughtering each other. It's, it's, it's New York is is Hispanics and blacks that is uh, have the most crime. We are killing each other, and. We jump on any calls without knowing what the cause was really behind the cause. So it sounds good. Oh, police killing, like, let's, let's go out here and let's do this and that. That sounds good. But you need to peel the cover back and look what's behind this particular movement. And you can make an informed decision and be led by that. But to, in the, sure, the teenagers, the young man that uh, was killed in the Bronx the other day that was uh, off to college, going off to college this year, uh, outstanding basketball player that is so sad, caught up in, uh, it wasn't directed at him, but he's caught up in the nonsense uh, spew from other the other citizens uh, in the community around him. So we got to do better and educate ourselves as in the black community. I speak all the time uh, against Black Lives Matters because I know it's a terrorist organization. It's funded by outside, it's from the U.S. and some within the U.S. I know it's a terror. I don't need to go scream black life matters to know that my black life as a black man matters. I don't know if you wear the T-shirt to know that my black life matters. It makes absolutely no sense because all lives matter. And back to the police, we need authority. We need law and order. We need order in our life in every step of our life. Without it, it's going to be total chaos. And I'm 100% pro back the blue. As you know, I have some experience in law enforcement on security companies and therefore, but I support back the blue 150 percent because it affects my community more than ever. It goes to my mind. You say I'm conspiracy or whatever, but it goes to my set. It's a way to get rid of black people. Let them kill each other, and that is what it seems to Democrats want us to do. That's why they open up their abortion mills directly in our neighborhood so we have access to it. They fight hard to keep that open and keep it funded. So you don't have to pay. You can just walk in and have an abortion done. So it's killing your community. The black uh, so-called Margaret Sanger uh, unwanted people. It is killing us, and we don't see it. We're taking part directly in our demise. So I wish our black people would wake up 
And I'm so glad you brought that up because I was just fixing to say Margaret Sanger opened up the Planned Parenthood with the intent, and she stated publicly, to take out the black population. And most of the uh, Planned Parenthoods are in minority areas, and we we talked about this on my second show that you did with me on Wolfpack Radio, talking about the abortion and the abortion rate and the horrible things that they plan on doing in New York with the nine-month abortion. But a lot of people don't realize that, uh, like, the majority of abortions are in the minor- in the minorities population. And so I'm always wondering if Black Lives Matter, then why don't Black babies' lives matter? Why aren't Correct. you at the Planned Parenthood? And I get upset about that. But then I think all lives matter. Right. And if I say that because I'm white, I'm a racist. Do you think, Derek, that I should get down on my knees and apologize for my white privilege? I think the only time you need to get down on your knees as a woman is to pray to your Lord above. As a man, I think you should get down on your knees twice, and that is to ask someone to marry you and then to pray for the man above, which is Jesus Christ. Those are the only two times you should kneel uh, for anything. So as a white person, don't let black people and nobody else cower with you down into thinking you are less than anyone else on this earth because we are equal. God created all human beings. We are sisters and brothers, whether we like it or not. That's what we are. So don't have white guilt. Have none of that because God created you. God created me as a black man. I'm proud to be a black man. I'm sure you're proud to be, proud to be a white woman. So don't let no one tie you down. And it's, it's pathetic and sickening to see what is going on in the white race being cowards and cowering down to the Black Lives Matter. Of course, all of us matter. It's just common sense. There's no such thing we should be painting in the streets like up here in uh, New York City. We paint all around the city in the street Black Lives Matter everywhere. Okay, if black life matters so much to you as a white person, our male, and all the white people wearing Black Lives Matter shirts, throwing their fists up and holding the Black Lives Matter sign, the money that is going towards painting bullshit Black Lives Matter in the street need to be going to the black homeless population in New York. If you, it's 90% black homeless up here. If you want to make a difference, okay, Black Lives Matter, write a check out that from Black Lives Matter pay your rent, find you a place to stay. There's a better serve like that. The garbage that the mayor is doing, paying, trying to send a message to our great president, makes absolutely no sense. That's kid stuff that you are doing. Paint in front of the man's well, that's house. Your best black friend, that's Al, Al Sharpton, they're helping him out with that. I saw it, and I said, well, look, there's Derek's best friend, Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton, <laughs> the single worst thing that ever happened to the black community is this man. And he is out there having the audacity to paint Black Lives Matter in front of our president's building. I just thought that was just so childish. Yeah. Very childish. But you know, Al Sharpton Al just scores points. Al Sharpton is absolutely no good to the black community at all. Al Sharpton feels his pocket. He jumped on every single thing that is to get money put in his pocket. Al Sharpton is looking like a dried up prune, excuse me, out there on yesterday. He knows that he called himself a minister of Christ, but you out there doing the nonsense like that, you know, all guys about it. And furthermore, he upholds abortion, uh, all kinds of stuff that a minister should be doing. So Al Sharpton just a complete race pimp. He's getting money for his group, his organization. Himself, that's all to Al Sharpton. I could sit down and debate Al Sharpton. I would destroy Sharpton because he called himself a minister of God. I would destroy that man in about five minutes. I'll probably have him crying because he's a disgrace to the black community. 
And then for him to challenge President Trump the way he's doing, he's doing it. And he was sucking up to Trump in 2015, giving him an award, somehow won his award for the black community. But all, ever since he running out of the Republican, remind you, Trump was not a Republican. He was a Democrat, a liberal. Matter of fact, all his life, Democrat. And uh, time he changed up to Republican, he became the enemy of the black race and the media grabbed that and ran with it and have brainwashed uh, our black people into thinking that Trump is a racist when he's really not. President Trump has been on backwards to help the black race. He's doing so much for the black race. Not only that, he's doing for all America. He want to uplift all America. But since we're talking about black life, we need to talk about what he's doing for the black community. This thing started off George Floyd, the police thing. It went from George Floyd to I hate Trump. How's that? What does Trump have to do with George Floyd? Absolutely nothing. It is foolishness and despicable for to take part in Black Lives Matter. I was in Atlanta, Georgia, when this all happened. I was down there for a month, as you know, on a business there also. So I was in Atlanta, Georgia, and I was downtown when this mess started, and it was tearing the business up. And a friend of mine, business, I was, well, they, they, they tore a store up, and they were parking lot. They broke an ATM machine, the parking lot box. It's just crazy. So I said, this is a black man's store. I said, no, no black man owns nothing in America. It's like ignorant from black people. And this guy was from uh, Washington, D.C. And they you know just tore it up, just took it down. But you call yourself Black Lives Matter, but you destroy even the black property, the black man that has built himself up. You destroy him also. Yeah, I was in Atlanta um, twice on a layover for my flight recently, and I was going to actually meet up with Derek for you listeners out there, and ended up not happening. But it was the very same day that I was there where the uh, the uh, cop shot the black guy who was uh, taser, and all this stuff started happening in Atlanta. So I'm really glad. You know, well, maybe I should get an Uber and go meet Derek. But to be honest with you, my spidey senses were saying Atlanta's not safe. Atlanta's not safe, and I just didn't feel safe. And that very same day that happened, now we're seeing these uh, this black militia, which you know I support Second Amendment, and and I think you know me well enough to know that I'm not a racist, and so I support all people being armed no matter what color they are, and I support our Second Amendment with, with the militia. But I have to admit that when I saw this militia coming out of Atlanta on July 4th, it looked like it was about a mile long. They had a perfect cadence. They were marching in time. But I'll tell you what, their weapons looked like they had just been handed to them out of a box. I'm in militia. I know what people's weapons look like when they're in real militia, and they were just too perfect. you know. And so I couldn't help but think this is Obama's army. This is Obama's army that he brought in from uh, – when he was bringing in all those refugees across the border, Somalians, and you know everybody sees a, a black person, they just assume they're black Americans. But in reality, many of these are not from America, and they were brought in and they're paid for. Now, to, uh, after July Fourth, when they, did you see that that militia that I'm talking about I, in Atlanta? I, I, I in Stone Mountain. Yeah, it was about. It looked like it was about a mile long. It was it was a lot of people, and they were harassing people. There was a bunch of killings that night, and uh, they were going up to white people in their cars and demanding uh, re- uh, reparations and things like that, harassing them. And so uh, I know they were challenging our militia. They were saying, you know, trying to taunt a fight with with the regular militias. But I guess they don't realize there are blacks in our militias. We're black, Spanish, whites. I'm in. Alamo militia, which is predominantly Mexican, and so um, they were talking about they were going to take over Texas with their militia, and they were trying to instig- they're trying to 
get us to come fight with them. But what they don't understand is that we're constitutional and that we're Americans, yeah. and we, we don't do illegal things. We don't bully people or harass people, and so we're not going to – we'll let the law handle that. We're, we're not going to – we're law-abiding citizens. We're not going to be baited into that, but I can see where they're trying to start fights and, uh, and start, you know, start wars, and that's all they want is division. Just like this Black Lives Matter, I've always – all right, let's go back a little bit. Okay, as a white person, okay, I normally try not to get into racist because I really do see everyone as equal. But for you listeners that don't know Derek, he is a black conservative, and I'm very concerned for Derek's safety and his, and his family. So they're very outspoken, and they're very bold. They're very courageous, and when you see percentages like 93 percent of black killings are black-on-black killings, it terrifies me to see Derek and his family go out and advocate for Donald Trump the way they do, knowing – the, the statistics. So that's really scary. Derek's been very bold and very brave and courageous supporting our president and educating the black community on what Donald Trump has actually done for the black community and the truth about what's really happening in the world. So for that, I, com- I commend you on that. As far as Black Lives Matter, I'd always said that Black Lives Matter, I never even heard of Black Lives Matter, BLM. What we had heard about for many years, from like 2012, I guess. Or 2014 was whenever the Bureau of Land Management used to be the BLM, and the Bureau of Land Management who went in with my friends who I actually know, the uh, uh, Bundys in Nevada, and they had went in and uh, they were harassing these ranchers and running them out and just harassing a whole bunch of uh, just terrorizing them basically. This Bureau of Land Management, they were a rogue group of people, and. Some of my friends, uh, one of them was Lavoy Finnegan, who was on my show very many times, and a dear friend of mine. Uh, they were protesting up in Oregon, and he was actually executed. And so there was a lot of heat going on for the Bureau of Land Management. Well, right as all this heat started happening, all of a sudden you saw BLM, which BLM stood for Bureau of Land Management. All of a sudden you saw this BLM, Black Lives Matter. And the media just started pointing out, pointing out, pointing out. You saw this all over Ferguson, and before you know it, Nobody even thought when they saw BLM as a Bureau of Land Management, they they saw Black Lives Matter. So it's a distraction, which is a ploy by our media, our crooked media, as you know that. And uh, a lot of people don't realize that the – like they just did an interview with uh, with the Black Lives Matter founder, and she admitted that she was mentored by the ex-domestic terrorist who worked with Bill Ayers, and she admitted that she's a trained communist, a Marxist. And – they're not even trying to hide the fact now that this isn't about black lives. That it's like you said, it's all about Trump, and like Obama said, fundamentally transforming America into a Marxist area. They don't want us to have our freedom as America. But most, what I'm seeing is most of the people that support Black Lives Matter don't even understand what this group is actually trying to do. Black lives. Yeah. Do you see that as well? Well, I'm going back to uh, when you said the uh, group in uh, Stone Mountain, the militia, black militia groups in Stone Mountain. It's funny that you bring that up because I have a friend in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, he was looking at uh, TV and saw where the uh, most of white militia went up into the Michigan State Cabinet. He was telling me, he said, if we did this down here in Atlanta, we'd go to jail. Now they'll lock, out, lock us up because we're black. I said, no, I attended LaCretia's rally down here, and I carried a long gun and stood right beside the Georgia State Trooper. They don't have a problem with you exercising your Second Amendment rights. So I said, what I'll do is put together a rally 
uh, with most blacks, and we'll go to the state capitol with our long guns, and uh, I'll prove to you that we can exercise our second amendment our rights. So the problem is we don't do that like uh, most white people. They exercise their rights. They know their rights, and they exercise their rights. We are ignorant to the uh, Constitution, what the Constitution affords us. We're ignorant to the state laws, so we just look at other things and say, no, we can't do that. So shortly after that, this thing came in Stone Mountain, so I, uh, he sent me a picture, and I was like, okay, it's a difference. I said, it's a different thing going on exercising your constitutional right peacefully. I said, these guys are not peaceful. They are threatening, stopping uh, uh, motorists, white motorists, uh, demanding reparations, you know, being foolish. I said, it's a total different thing, which they asked should have been locked up for doing that. I said, you didn't see the Michigan militia go and say, uh, stop black folks and say, we don't want you around here, this and that. And I said, it goes both ways, but he never responded to me. But that is my thoughts on that uh, militia thing. But for us, Black Lives Matter was founded by these gay girls or whatever you call them, dykes or whatever the hell you call them, and they want to get rid of the, the nuclear family. They don't want that anymore. They don't want their husband or wife, you know, stuff like that. So that's the, that's the working behind Black Lives Matter. Just look at the founders of it and read what they stand for and why they put this together. So if you really know what the agenda is, you would not support Black Lives Matter, especially as a male. You would not support that. So we are ignorant to what is going on. We don't read. We just take whatever blows in the wind. Say, oh, oh, my God, this is it. I'm going to jump on this bandwagon. So those are my thoughts about Black Lives Matter. That's why I do not support Black Lives Matter, even though Black Lives Matter, White Lives Matter, Chinese life, everything Lives Matter. But we shouldn't stipulate that one life matters over another life. And I've seen the, the white cop out there painting the streets over Black Lives Matter. He upset. I can say, the hell with this. Y'all can paint Black Lives We can paint over and paint. Uh, white light matter. So once you open that door, that's Pandora's box. You open the door so we can paint this in the street. Uh, the, the, the city's going to look like a damn jungle because the shit going to be on the wall, all kind of rude stuff. Everything going to be painted everywhere because you open Pandora's box to one thing. Once you open Pandora's box, you cannot close it back. Now watch. You're going to see writings on bridges, all over the walls and highways, all over this nation. We're going to look pitiful. It's going to be be crazy. So that shouldn't have been allowed. It's the wrong way of going about it. I'm a black American. I love being a black American, but I love my other sisters and brothers in America. People running around, well, you don't stole the land. My advice to them, leave. If you don't stole the land, leave. Give me what you got. Uh, whoever else you want to give it to, you get the hell out of here. Go find your own country. Throughout history, men have conquered countries and, you know, and laid states made them, made them great. So it is what it is. And uh, that's just, that just life. I was thinking today, and this may sound racist as hell, but I'm just going to put it out there because I, I try to keep it real, you know. And I'm kind of bitter about the way that these Black Lives Matter are treating white people. As a white person, I find it very offensive, and I feel like we're being targeted, that we're being victims, and that nobody even cares. But I had the thought today, yeah. I said, well, you know, Black Lives Matter wants reparations. Okay, so I my father was the son of the Confederate veterans. I'm in the South, and we're very proud of the South. And we love our South, and we love our rebel flag, and a lot of blacks love the rebel flag too. My friend JoJo is a young black man, and uh, you would never think that we'd be BFS if you saw us standing beside each other, but we are. He kind of looks like a like a gangster, but he's not. He's really sweet, but he's got the go-to, <laughs> the saggy pants and the big shirt. You know, he kind of fits that stereotype, you know, but he's the sweetest, sweetest guy ever. And uh, he was he was a Democrat, but now he's a Trumper. But uh, he uh, – he actually went to jail defending – we had a Confederate flag in our neighborhood. It, there was a bar not far from when we lived in town, and they had it uh, hanging there, and all the drunks would go sit under the picnic table and drink their little beer. In our little community, we had black, white, Spanish. You know, It was just all mixed of everybody. And uh, 
this one black guy took our rebel flag and, and tore it up. And then my friend Jojo, it was my dad's rebel flag. And Jojo actually went to jail over that. Mm-hmm. And he's a black guy defending the Confederate flag. But he's from Arkansas, and he said that yeah. was a really big deal there. And to us, it was kind of more like an act of rebellion or, or just a southern thing. We don't really look at that anymore as you know anything. We don't look at it as something mean, okay? And so I was trying to yeah, be but listen, listen, I was I was trying to be fair uh-huh. and think as a white person, am I am I wrong? Am I wrong to love my Confederate flag, my stars and bars, the way I do, or am I wrong? You know, uh, bitter when they say they want reparations. But I was thinking when I did my ancestry.com, I had a Scottish relative on my mother's side who was a slave, who was brought over to America for indentured service, but I didn't ask for reparations for him. Uh, on my Ancestry.com, I found a lot of people in the South that fought for the Confederacy, but I also had a lot of relatives in the North that that fought for the North. And so I had relatives that were killed in the in the in the war between the states that were from the North. So does that mean that I should get reparations because my family died to stop slavery? I mean, this is a twisted road they're going down to, and there's a lot of people who I I personally would have never supported. Slavery. I would have been one of those underground railroad people. I know this for a fact because that's just how I am. You know, and so uh, uh, I just—I've never been—I've never been a, a racist. When I was in second grade, my mom went and bought me a new pair of shoes. Okay, now where I lived, there wasn't a bunch of black people at all. All right, and when we did have the black people there, there was a lot of. This was in the early seventies. There was a lot of times there were fights between the whites and the black. It was, it was real uh, back hill, and it was—I can remember. How how the blacks were treated there, and it, and it wasn't the way that they're treated now. Okay, it was it was way different, and so I saw a lot of racism as a child where I lived at, and I, I can still remember even though uh, the civil um, laws had already been passed for civil rights, and years before I could remember this, I can still remember seeing a black water fountain and a white water fountain. So I know these things existed because I've seen them. And even though it had been like ten years after civil rights or fifteen years later, it was still there, you know. So there are some places that are really bad about racism and but I don't support that, you know, and, and most people that I know do not support that. And so but I try to, you know, look deep down inside of myself and say, Where have I went wrong? Somebody said, Well, no lives matter if black lives don't matter. But I, to, I but black lives do matter to me. So I don't I don't feel wrong whenever I say all lives matter. I don't feel wrong about that, but I can understand where they – I guess they – I don't know where they get that, that the black lives don't matter because if you're a criminal and a cop has to stop you, then maybe you shouldn't be a criminal. And and in my opinion, this police officer got justice. He was arrested. He's going to trial. Isn't that how America's set up with our justice system? To me, he was punished, and he will be punished in a trial, and so I don't know. I just – I have a lot of mixed feelings because – one, I feel like, no, we just should not have to pay reparations, and I, I feel strongly about that. And like I said, I had Scot- I, my, I have Irish in my family. There were Irish slaves. There were Scottish slaves. You know? I also had some Indian in me, less than probably uh, Elizabeth Warren, maybe a little bit more than Elizabeth Warren, but a little bit of Indian in me. So, I mean, nowadays in America, we're kind of like a mesh pot of uh, – you can't just say white. You know? I mean, you have to look at our ancestry. Like a lot of people had – family who were slaves or you know like i said irish and scottish that are never even accounted for but these are just some of the thoughts i have as a white person i have uh asked myself am i wrong about the confederate flag am i wrong am i being a racist to like the confederate flag i do like the confederate flag and that's how i was raised it's just part of my heritage and 
and I, we love it. We all have one, you know. It's, so you tell me, as a black man, am I wrong to like my rebel flag, in your opinion? I was raised in the South. I've seen all the flags. I've seen this, that, and other. It don't bother me. I'm not offended by it because by it because everybody has the right to like what they like. So it don't bother me. And I don't. I don't live in the past. I don't look at a, a Confederate flag and think nothing of it. I, I keep walking. It don't bother me at all. The statues they are tearing down. That don't bother me at all. The only thing that bothers me is when I am blocked from from achieving the American dream. If you put unjust laws out there where I can't educate myself, I can't get a certain job, then I'm offended by that, and I fight against that. But for items, stuff like that, it don't offend me. I have friends in the South with Confederate flags. It don't bother me at all. We hang out. We laugh. We talk. We have a good time. It's Drink not, beer, barbecue, racism. flag your flag, play some music. Yeah, it's not about music. That's racism, just, it's just, but it's more about exactly. uh, other people trying to push an agenda over to divide us. Uh, that's all it's about. Fly your fly your flag all you want to. Fly whatever the hell you want to fly. The Hillary Clinton caps, T-shirt, none of that bothers me. It's your right to do whatever uh, that is legally uh, established by our society to do that. And you have your God-given right. You have a God-given right to like whatever you want to like, support whatever you whatever you want to like. But like I said, now I was raised in the South, and I have I have encountered a lot from the I understand in the uh, in the police area you still don't commit the crime, but some laws are set up to trap you into crime. Uh, I I've done things that I maybe shouldn't have done, you know, uh, driving without license. They shouldn't take you to jail for it. I don't know if I've been to jail several times driving a lot. I tell the police when you catch me, hell, I don't need a license. Uh, until I get caught, no way. So what's the hell? And I laugh about it, take no jail at now, but you shouldn't be taking nobody to jail for driving. Nonviolent stuff like that, that do, they do most of a lot of black people up for shouldn't be locked. It should be a ticket. It should be community service or whatever. Now, mind you, Atlanta, Georgia, this is ran by black people. This is where I had the most problem with police. And the most problem I had came from black police officers. It wasn't the white police officers. I was officers. just thinking to say most of Atlanta's cops are black. White police they? officers, when yeah. they pulled me over, they gave me a warning and told me to go on. The black police officers, they pulled me on, they incarcerated me. They took me to jail. So I'm compiling a record. But you are the same people that black lives matter, but you're making me compile a record so I can't get this job, I can't get that job. So it's coming from, I would say, a police thing on that perspective just uh, doing a, it's a police thing, not a racism thing. Of course, I shouldn't have been. They got established law where in Georgia I shouldn't be driving all that. Of course, I shouldn't have been, but I did it in a damn way, so I saw the consequences for it. Big deal. But you know, there are unjust laws out there, and, and I, they need to be dealt with. And we need to stop uh, just housing our black poor and our black white men just for really anything nonviolent stuff. That, that's, that's not good. So, under me, It'll be equal justice for all. They're a little petty, nonviolent. Stuff. No, it don't warrant jail for stuff like that because all what was happening is make you get a record so you can't live here, you can't live there, you can't get this type of job. That's what black people are screaming out of, against the most is is, is that particular, uh, particular, I'm sorry, particular uh, thing right there. So as a black man, sure, I don't ran into issues from the police department, but like I said, from us, from the black guy, so it's a police thing. And the thing on George Floyd was, I mean, that was just straight tragic and uncalled for. Every, I know everybody in the nation is against that. Yeah, we're against that. But that was a vendetta. You can't tell me no different. Those guys knew each other. They worked together. The black guy was a porn star and did this, that, and other. They don't cross each other, and he got a chance to kill him. He meant to kill him. Anytime you own somebody's neck like that, put your hand in his pocket, put all your weight down, 
That is Avengers killing that. That just pure evil. It has nothing to do with race. That man uncrossed that man. From the I really believe that it was that's what a hit. It's about. Like it was a hit because of something for their job. You know, I think they were probably both involved in some dirty stuff. And I think that was all personal. That guy straight out murdered George Floyd. But it was probably like a hit because, of, you know, they worked together at this place. So something about that. That was hit, personal. You know? The thing about it, Annie, is this guy, that this black guy brought stuff with one of them, man's girl's wife, something like that. And he just found a chance to get back at it. I'm telling you, that's all I believe right there. It may not be true, but it's definitely what I believe 100% is what happened. Because I can tell you this now. If you sleep with my wife and you work with me and you my friend, I'm going to be angry. So I'll probably kill your ass too. You know, ain't going to have nothing to do with race. <laughs> it's to do with you crossing this or Mandela. That's what it. That's what it do. I'm just being a human, and tell you that's how humans feel. The average man. And you are human, and that's what I, I love about you. And he gonna do something to and, your ass. Well, I don't care. You're running for president, running for whatever. Just like Trump took side, shoot somebody in Times Square, and I'd be good. This now, I mean, hey, we humans, and that's it. Regardless of whether you like what I say or not. Well, what I, you know, one thing I want our listeners to understand is you are human. You are real. You, you sit here, and you're just so real. You're running for governor of New York, and here you say, oh, I've been arrested. I've drove without my, my license, and I laugh about it, or mm-hmm. I've drank beer out by the rebel flag. So you're not politically correct. If I had to describe you in two words or three words, I would say Trump's mini-me. You are Trump's mini-me. It's almost like for the years that I've been following you that you were always this way, but when Trump came out, he had your voice, and everything he was saying was you, what you believed in, because I've never seen a stance that Donald Trump stands for that you do not support, neither do I support everything he does. I love yeah. him. As you do you, you're, we both love him and your daughter, Diamond. I'm so jealous of her that she actually got Why are you on that subject? Let me tell you something. I was in D.C. for the 4th of July, and I was from the South Lawn. Do you know this white woman with the Black Lives Matter shirt on? She said, I am on the fence, but I'm in the middle of the fence. Bring me over the fence. Why do y'all support Trump? So we began to talk and tell her why we support Trump and the good things he's doing for the black community and how he support life and so forth. She said, this woman is the most racist. Uh, if I ever ran into racism, this is it from this white woman. This white woman said, I'm glad y'all found a home. And, you know, I turned red, and I'm black as hell when she said that. I'm glad y'all, y'all found, found a home. home. Yeah, y'all found a home, found home. Then she said, you know, you really don't have to be smart to support Trump. Racism number two. So, you know, we took her to the meal, me, Diamond, and my other dog, we took her to the meal. I mean, that's the most racist encounter I've had in my entire life. And I was going to ask you in the south, and and I wanted to be I wanted you to be brutal honest because I want to know the truth and I, I want you I want to help these race things, but the only way we can do this is by having honest dialogue, you know. And so I wanted Correct. to ask you, and I think I already know the answer to this, but in your lifetime, would you say that whites have been more racist to you or blacks? Uh, re, re, re say that again because I missed the first part. Who has been more racist to you, blacks or whites? I ran into more racism in my community. And mind you, uh, black people are some of the most racist people on to ever walk this earth. And I guess that came from how our ancestors were done back in the day, so we still hold it, you know, that hate of work in, inside of us. But from my experience in the black community, I have been uh, uh, – just endure racism from the black community. I help with the white community. For the most part, when you need help, the white man is right there to help you. I have experienced that over and over. I call the blacks. You can't get help. Call the white man. He's right there to help you. Key on. I am sorry, but the truth is, it's the truth whether you like it or not. the work. We black community, we have to get ourselves together in order to move forward like 
we need to move forward. I I have uh, I have dealt with so much racism from the blacks to me that it's been horrible. I was verbally attacked by. Okay, I'll make this quick because this is about you, but not me. But I'll make the story short. So I had a free trip to go to uh, Laughlin, Nevada, which is a free airfare and hotel for five days. Well, I took my friend, Mrs. Stewart. She's a black lady. She's in her late 70s, and I've been friends with their family for over 30-something years. Her daughter, Charlize, and I have been best friends. However, because of politics, our relationship is very tense right now, and her brother… I cannot stand this guy. Okay, he's a jerk. But uh, Nancy, his name's Nancy, and uh, I was over at her house. I just took her mother to Laughlin. We went, we went to Laughlin. We went to Las Vegas. We went to the Grand Canyon. We had a great time. You know, I've been friends with this family over thirty something years. So I'm sitting on his sister's porch, and we're drinking coffee. And uh, I've got my dog Ivanka Melania Trump Kellen with me, and I'm on my phone. Well, I don't have my gun because Charlize's brother was killed. And guy, by the way, and so she doesn't like guns. So I didn't bring my gun, so I brought my dog. She lives in a real sketchy neighborhood, okay? And I'm sitting there watching this video about Joe Biden, and I'm laughing about what an idiot he is. Beyonce comes up, and he starts asking me about politics, and I say something about Trump. And the minute I said I support Trump, he leaned over. He was yelling and screaming and pointing his finger in my face. He was violently wow. angry, and I was so worried for my dog. So I finally found a moment where I could kind of jump up and switch it around and pivot out because, you know, I'm in militia, so I'm not a little bit tactical. Pivot out because I was closed in. It was closed on three sides. Pivoted out and got out and got into the yard with my dog because I was worried about my dog's safety, you know. But this guy's six foot six, and he was violent. I mean, I was really kind of afraid. I really was. Yeah. And uh, there's no doubt in my mind that if I would have had my weapon on me, if he would have tried to put his hands on me, I would have drawn on him. I don't give a damn. I'm going to protect right myself list if I'm in danger. Right list but if he right but I didn't have a weapon. And I was kind of scared, and uh, and I thought this. Is, and he was calling me a racist. I'm like, I'm a racist, really, Nancy? I'm on your black sister's porch drinking coffee with her. I just took your mother to Las Vegas and to the Grand Canyon, and we just spent a whole week together. Uh, and on my dime, I took her as my guest. She's my friend, you know. How am I racist yeah. now after thirty something years because I support Trump, you know? And so uh, and that's the next day I went back over there, and Charlie told me not to come back over there with my dog, and uh. I said, well, you know what? Then I won't never be back over here again, and because uh, I knew it wasn't mm-hmm. about my dog, you know. Yeah, correct. And so that you know, because of politics now, I I don't have that relationship. And then Miss Stewart's upset because I haven't seen her, and I'm like, well, Miss Stewart, your kids are jerks, you know. So we're, we're planning on going on another trip this October, but uh, you know, right. I love this old lady, and I hate that this, you know. And I knew she was a Democrat, yeah. okay. And I don't hang around with Democrats because yeah. I, I don't stand for their values, mm-hmm. but. I love her, and I know that she's old and she's set in her ways, and I understand yeah. that she's still a sheeple. I understand what it meant to her when Barack Obama was elected president. It meant so much to Miss Stewart, and I was Correct. so happy for people like Mrs. Stewart. You know, This was monumental uh-huh. in her life. She went to the inauguration. She has Barack Obama t-shirts, Barack Obama plates. She's got all yeah. that crap all over her house. You know, But I respect her because I understand that she, with her life, she's seen a lot more in 78 years than we have, You know, and she's experienced yeah. – Things that we haven't because there was more racism back then, and uh, so we just didn't talk about politics and we got along just fine. But but then you have people like Yancey who there's no tolerance; they're just instantly in this rage. And because you're white or because you're a, or black, or you're a Trump supporter, it's like this rage against you where they just want to kill you. I've never seen anything like it. it it's I mean you went through this right? It's sad. Mm-hmm. 
It is and I guess they call you names. Do they call you names like a Tom or anything like that for supporting Trump? Because oh, yeah, I know they're all Terrence Williams yeah, pretty bad. Of course, you get that. I get all that. They, they, they know better than to come up in my face. You know, I guess they look at me and say, oh, well, he's not the guy. <laughs> but anyway, back to, uh, you know, I am pro-second amendment. I heard you say you were use your weapon. I'm pro-second amendment. You have the right to defend yourself. And I'm for open carry uh, nationwide. It needs to be nationwide because the Constitution affords those rights. But these people get in, make all kind of laws in the individual state that uh, put up roadblocks for us to doing that. But we've got to fight hard to get that uh done so you can protect yourself more than ever now this need to be an act of open carry crime rate is skyrocketing police are standing down so you got to protect yourself that's the only way protect yourself and your family and your property well, thanks to black also, lives matter right they're so. never going to get rid of guns <laughs> they just uh, secured our second <laughs> amendment right because there's been more gun sales <laughs> in the last 60 days than there ever has been you know yeah so yeah, that's not yeah, correct, happen. correct correct one of the correct. things that i was looking that on your so business correct. card or your uh Thing for your uh, New York State Governor. Um, mm-hmm. So on Facebook, you're Gibson for New York Governor. On Twitter, you're at Gibson, and then the number four NYC. And on Instagram, you're at uh, I can't really read this; it's too little. I, I have yep, to enlarge this picture a little bit. I'm getting old. Hang on, let me enlarge it real quick. Gibson for NY. So at Gibson for, mm-hmm. and that's F O R N Y. And then also yeah, you have a uh, website where you're taking donations to help with your uh, campaign, which is very important because Derek is running for governor of New York. New York needs Derek. We have to save New York. The crime is people are dying every single day. They're being run over by the deep state. They don't care about the people there. All they care about is lining their pockets and transforming America into a Marxist country. So we need, we need Derek so desperately. Derek, what's your uh, website? My website is www.gibson, for F-O-R, New York State, N-Y-S, governor.com. And you can reach me there. You can sign up to volunteer for my campaign. You can donate there. You can do whatever you like to do there. I have merchandise coming up uh, on next week. You can go on and get my T-shirt, my caps, whatever else you uh, may want to do. And so on uh, one of Derek's advertisements, he says, I stand on principles. I love New York State, equal justice for all, back the blue, voter ID, protect constitutional rights, school choice, religious liberty, pro-life, pro-business, medical freedom, and acts to tax. So Derek runs a very – and also he is extremely uh, anti-abortion also, and like I said, pro-life, but he's been a stout advocate for that, and that's one of the things that I'm the most Correct. proud of you for, Derek. I really do appreciate you fighting for these, these babies, you know. I really do. I know that's a a tough one, but I, you know, and then again, you know, I'm, I, I don't know how – Everyone alive should support pro-life. Everyone alive because you're alive, so support pro-life. That's meaning enough. Well, Just because you're alive, how, support pro-life. How are these churches filled with all these Democrats, and then they say that, you know, they're – their churches, but they're voting hmm. Democrat who who supports abortion. Absolutely. That doesn't make sense. That's the most it? nonsense I ever heard of. That's the most nonsense I ever heard of. So that shows you in the Bible that lukewarm. Those are, those are lukewarm churches. They want it both ways. So they're trying to please the world and they're trying to please God. If you please God, you cannot please the world. So the churches are lukewarm. That's why things are happening in the church. Like up here, they went to the Black Lives Matter. Even went up in the church. 
you know, uh, uh, harassing people, doing all kinds of stuff in two different churches about the church. Oh, I saw Catholic that. Church. I saw now, that. Now, they're coming home, the chickens are coming home to roost because the church have not been standing where they should have been standing. They should have been the light of the world, and they haven't been. They've been trying to please, we can't please the world. So now it is showing you uh, the seeds that the church have birthed, you know, which that's a crossing the line going in the church. I'm not upholding that in any kind of way, but what I'm saying is that is, your seeds that you have planted in the church by being silent by side of the world. I look at Joel Osteen out there walking with Black Lives Matter. What kind of nonsense is that, man? You need to be shine the oh, light on all horrible. lives matter, you know. Yeah, it's crazy. It's sad and and, and and it's ridiculous. But I have no love for anything like that. You know, there's a few good churches I had that are standing doing their thing. Uh, my sister uh, living in Atlanta, Georgia, they had a uh, one of the rallies for, you know, the churches uh, about two weeks ago, downtown Atlanta, it was over 10,000 people showed up. But you know how the news media, she went back home and said, you know how the news media showed it? Uh, a Juneteenth rally. She said, well, it's not a Juneteenth, it was a religious rally, pro-religious rally. But the news media twists and turn everything, said it was a Juneteenth rally. You know, it's, it's insane how the media jumping on the uh, division narrative and the race narrative, pushing everything uh, the opposite way. They are truly the enemy, like President Trump said, the enemy of the people. They are our enemy. No, they're owned they're by they China. Caught, they're they're by behind, yeah, they're China. Behind, yeah, they're behind all the issues we're having. And they were, speaking of China, one guy told me, say, Gibson, how are you going to become the governor of New York when uh, the New York economy depends on 75% of China? Excuse my, excuse my friend, but I say I don't give a damn if it depends on 100%. It's the in China virus. That's what it is. Leave China alone. Go somewhere else and prop your economy up. From American good, so so you do believe that, in buying American, American-made, and American is sold out because of money. So if you get money from this person, you can't tell them what wrong they are doing. So I, that's a perfect example of how people have sold out in America to other countries. They sure have. So um, now, yeah. when you're governor, now we're recently, we we I've always loved our. Governor, Governor Greg Abbott, but he really pissed me off because he made us uh, wear masks. So my county <laughs> yeah, voted to wear masks, and then they appealed it and said, no, we didn't have to. It wasn't mandatory. But then he uh-huh. came in and made an issue for all the state, which at first I misunderstood it because I didn't actually understand the order. But what the order actually said – so now I'm not as pissed off. It said that he was mandatory in the mask when the six-feet social distancing wasn't possible. Which I wasn't aware of. No. Oh. Oh, and so okay, that yeah. was kind of clever, actually. But uh, um, if you're the governor, or when you are the governor, because I believe you'll win, when you're governor of New York, don't forget I was your friend before you were famous, too, okay? All right? Because I, I wouldn't mind hobnobbing around with the governor. That's pretty cool, right? I would love it. I would invite you to a barbecue on the governor's son. <laughs> I would love that. So uh, when you're governor, are you, are you going to impose, on, I mean, with this COVID, would you do mandatory face masks? Because to me, that's almost like a, against our constitutional right, and I feel like it may be conditioning us for more like radical Islam where they were the full facial stuff for the women. And to me, I see that as a slow conditioning. I have three degrees in mental health, so I'm really good at psychology. But one of the things you see like 30 years ago, you never heard of Sony Gaze on TV, and then they had one, and they had two. Well, now it's mainstream. Everyone, every show has to have it. And to me, I see the mask is almost the same thing. You know, they get used to this, and then next, and then up. And people who don't think that the uh, radical Islam is not a problem in America are sadly mistaken. And they don't realize that many, many, many black people are Muslims. All the Muslims I ever met 
in Waco were all black, and they all became Muslims in jail. Many, I had like three or four different friends that 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 was true, and so a lot of people don't don't realize that a lot of the Black Lives Matter are actually not just Marxist, but a lot of them are Muslim. Of course, but no. So, or what are you going to do about the mask? No, I would not uh, do mandatory masks. So I'll leave it up to the individual. I can tell you that you already have a blind on, so if you put the mask on, your whole face is covered. But anyway, I would not do that, make that mandatory. I'll leave it up to the individual to do so, up to the business if they want to require that and uh, their stores before you come. It'd be totally uh, up to you, but I can tell you something about the mask. It kills your oxygen supply to the brain and the blood. I see people driving in their cars with the window up with the mask on, with the AC on. I see people jogging with the mask on, riding the bike with the mask on. People, use common sense. You do not, you are by yourself on the sidewalk and you have a mask on. What the hell is going on with you? I can't think for yourself. Like you said, you're being conditioned to something more cynical that is coming. It's just a trial run. So stop with the mask. I can understand your cough, cover your damn mouth with a scarf or a handkerchief or whatever the hell you have, cover your mouth. If you're afraid and you're out in public, of course, wear your mask. Wear your mask. I have no issue with that. But other than that, absolutely not. But what you're doing, you're going to create more sickness. And it's not going to be the COVID. It's going to be something else that's going to kill you. You were designed to take in uh, pure oxygen that God created. You were designed to take that in for your, in order for your body to operate correctly. Listening to the so-called expert has brought America to where it's at at this moment, and we don't like it. So stop listening to the experts. Start doing discernment. Start using common sense so uh, you'll make uh, qualified decisions to do uh, what needs to be done. Speaking of qualified decisions, where are you? We, I, I understand this COVID was released by the deep state, and their whole masking and their social distancing and then wanting to keep this virus in this hoax going is because they want to stop our election. Well, they want to steal our election with these mail-in ballots. And that's their whole agenda, I believe, to all of this. Of course, you know, I'm a conspiracy theorist, and but that's my belief. And I think that most people are starting to see that, that what they're trying to do. I'm not saying that corona is not real. I have several relatives that have had it, uh, but I've also seen a lot of people recover from it, and including several just elderly. Flu. It's just my, not uh, uh, a strain right of the flu, that's all. Uh, yeah, it's just a death right. strain of the flu. That's all but, it is. If you hang around people exactly. with the regular flu, you're going to get the damn flu. If you hang around somebody with that corona flu, you're going to get it too. But if you got a good immune system, you're good. It's just common sense. That's all it is. Right. So about the voter ID, so they're wanting to do this mail-in ballot to steal our elections. And uh, I noticed that on yours, you are for voter ID, and uh, I am against totally against mail-in ballots. How do you feel about um now, and if you remember, we talked about this on the abortion show that we did, and I had told you I thought that they were waiting the whole nine months so they could get fingerprints for identifications for all these illegals. You know, mm-hmm. that was something we had talked about. So the fact that they didn't want to get these illegals documented and they want to get them vote, that's their their weapon, the, le- the left's weapon, especially yeah. now that they're yeah. losing the black, the black vote. They don't have the black vote like they did before. They need the immigrants. So how do you feel about voter ID? What's your take on it? Well, that mail-in ballot are uh, the biggest perpetration of crime ever attempted on the American people. It opens the door for all kind of fraud. That's all it does. And then not only that, it blows the election now. It might take a month or two before you know who won the damn election on the counting process. I mean, it makes absolutely no sense. We can go to Home Depot. We can go to the grocery store. 
can go ride in the street. We can do this, that, and the other. Hell, we can go to the to the polls and vote. That's a big. That's just something coming from the liberal Democrats. They're trying to prop them up to win so they can get power back because they know they can cheat. You're sending out balance, uh, balance, silver balance to one person, dead people, all kind of people get those, and they fill them out and send them back in. It's just an open door for fraud. Is the only this, and it should not be allowed. It's totally different from uh, when you. Get the absentee ballot. That's totally different. You 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 go to a, go through a lot of stuff to prove this that or whatever. But this uh, mail-in ballot, like in New York State, the governor sent out a directive saying, "Check this," uh, so you can just mail your ballot in, saying that you are uh, what you were sick or uh, something like that. I mean, you directing people how to do fraud. It's it's sad. It's sad. Sad. But I'm 100% voter ID. We have ID for everything else. Why not to vote? And it's an insult to the black community that you say we can't afford a damn ID. That's an insult to me. But we can afford six, seven hundred dollars tennis shoes, but we can't afford to get an ID to show to vote. It shows you. I, I'm so glad you said that fraud. because I've always thought that's racist to say that. I've always thought that was an insult towards the black community and the minorities in it general is. to say that you can't get an ID. Whenever I don't. Well, none of my black friends are oppressed, okay? They all have the same opportunities as we have. They have nice homes. They have nice cars. They have great jobs, college-educated, because they, if they couldn't afford it, there was stuff set up in the college system so they could afford it. And so I don't see any of my friends as being oppressed, but they can all get licensed, and you know, maybe it's different in other states, but I don't see it that way in Texas. Um, so I'm so glad you said that. I always thought that was highly offensive. It is. It is, and it's not. It's, it's easy to get it, and we can afford to do it. Let's look at the, the youth with the tennis shoes. I'm going to afford to do whatever we want to, just like the white woman, white man, anybody else. We can do those same exact things. Well, they just using that as an excuse for all you. Excuse for crime. And before we end this show, too, we want to talk about CPS because there's a lot going on with these kids, you know, in these courts taken away from their parents, unrightfully so. So we want to, before the end, maybe we can talk about that at the end of the show. But yeah. Do you support affirmative action? Uh, affirmative action just uh, another way of discriminating against another person, a different, of a different race. That's all. I don't support none of that. It probably had a good meaning behind it when they wrote it up, but they didn't think it through. That's all it is. So I do not support affirmative action either. I believe that the person should be hired for the job that's best for the job. Exactly. We have a qualified see, now the I, person that qualified for I, the job. I'm white, as you know. And so when I was in Waco, I worked for a black woman named Mary Helen Ponder, who I loved dearly. She was a very successful businesswoman and the the I guess one of the most successful businesswomen in the history of Waco, Texas, and she had an all-black-run agency for home health care called Ponder's Home Health Care. And so they hired me, and they always joked around and said I was their token white. And but in a way, they weren't joking. They were serious, but I was never offended by it. It never bothered yeah. me because I knew they weren't racist to me. I knew they loved me, and right. to me, they were family. So I was never offended by that. I guess I should have been. But I wasn't, and I loved my job. And when she went out of business, she opened a new business, and the only people she kept was her son and myself. So just to mm-hmm. go show you she did love me, you know. But I was called a token white. I guess I guess in reality I probably was, you know. I never really thought about that. But. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you're it my happens. token white. How about that? <laughs> All right, I'll take it. 
I've, I've, I've been there before. Been but there, you know, done we that. got to stop being so. We, we got to stop being so sensitive about every damn thing in here. That shit do not bother me. Even you, you call it in where you say whatever you want to say. That shit do not bother me. I joke and I laugh and talk about it. Well, you shouldn't say this. I should say exactly what I want to say. You shouldn't be sensitive about every damn thing in here. You should have laughter in your life, jokes and all that, and make life much easier, less stress, and you can move forward successfully in life if you stop being offended about the white moths that's painted on the black asphalt on the street. Complete nonsense. It's, it's their money, and it's all Satan. Divisions come from Satan. People need to realize that. Open your eyes. Blessed are the peacemakers. Satan. Al Sharpton is not a peacemaker. He's a race baiter. And I feel like we're really doing good on our race relationships. The fact that uh, so many white people voted for Barack Obama for a black president. We have made so much progress, and they just couldn't stand it. They couldn't stand it. So they have to start all these race wars, you know? Stand a united America. No, can't have And that's what we are. We're Americans. I heard you say something about the Muslim. I, I disagree with you on that. This is what I think is going to happen. And I honestly believe that, you know, because once you kick God out, you're on your own. Anyway, I honestly believe this nation is going to be taken over by Chinese and Russians. I honestly believe yes. that because we have yes. kicked God out. And so God will allow your enemies to take over. Now, those are ungodly nations. They don't believe in that. But God said he will allow your enemies to slave you to take over. And we are on that direction to do that. That's why so much uh, division, while we fighting against each other, they apply to come in and take over without finding a shot. So, I mean, Have you I watched my China video? Thing is not going anywhere, huh? Have you watched my Fair China again? video? It's the best. I made a I, video I, on China on YouTube. It's on Wolfpack Radio. That's P A Q. And anybody who's listening to this should really go watch my China video. Uh, it's the okay, best work right. I've ever done in my life, and it talks about China's blueprint to take over America. And I do mm-hmm. believe that they are our biggest threat. However. Obama did ship in a bunch of radical Islam in the states of Minnesota, yeah, he did. particularly in uh, in Michigan. So I kind of feel anymore. like, yeah. I kind of feel like he kind of sold us out. Like the the uh, West Coast is mostly like China, the Minnesota, uh, in uh, Michigan and stuff to the jihadist, you know. So I guess they want to just divide, divide up America and give it out because you know they sold out America, you know. And he you tried. see what's going on That's with Minnesota right now, but the China China is a big yeah. threat that people don't realize. And right now I am on a radical jihadist because I've been studying a whole bunch about General Flynn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I've been reading his yeah. book, so I've kind of fired up on it yeah, that's because a they problem. are dangerous. And I'm not saying all Muslims are a threat, but the, the radical jihadists are, and we weren't allowed to talk about them for years because Obama wouldn't let us. He wouldn't let us identify yeah. if they were you know, an enemy, and they were an Correct. enemy. Yeah, he you know? the language. He removed the language from the uh, code. Yeah. But the China, China has been so sneaky, and so many people don't understand that. Up in, from the time of Bill Clinton, China has had, had access to our port of Long Beach, and then Barack Obama sold it to them. Yeah. China actually owned our the biggest container port in America, and no telling what since Trump, Clinton. Then Trump, Trump took that back. Trump made Trump them sell it, back, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Trump made them sell it because of security uh, concerns, and which correct. is wonderful. Because if you look at these containers, nobody knows how many weapons and human smuggling and drugs that they've mm-hmm. been bringing in since Clinton. I mean, and under Bush, under Obama, I mean, that's a lot. They've had access to so much. So they've infiltrated us at every place that you can infiltrate us. And when I saw those yeah. weapons that the Atlanta uh, militia was carrying, that's my first thought was China. They had just. Not mm-hmm. long ago, in the last year, they had found this one house in Hollywood, an abandoned mansion that was just – the whole thing was packed with weapons. 
and why? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's to, to supply Obama's army. And George Soros uh-huh. and Barack Obama have created – now, we do have the Black Lives Matter protesters that are legit. They're legit protesters. But then they come in uh-huh. with these Antifa and these agitators. They've been infiltrated and, 100%. Uh-huh. Yes, and they come in, and they're the ones that, that are, are violent, and then they do get some of the uh, protesters to – with the group mentality to jump in, but I'm not saying all the protesters are like that, but they have been – Black Lives Matter has been hijacked, and Antifa is a oh. radical group that is very dangerous. Correct. That is so correct. I uh, was at a Trump rally, which you were talking about Rudy Giuliani. He was there, and uh, it, was, uh, it wasn't really a rally. It was for the Sean Hannity show. And it had Rudy uh-huh. and Jeff Sessions and Donald Trump and Donald Trump Jr. and Rick Perry. So it was, it was a great, great place to be. And uh, as we were leaving, I was live streaming, and I had several thousand people on this live stream. It was really successful. And uh, as we were coming out, there were all these protesters. They were all white, okay? They were all white. And they were all screaming, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. And I went up to this one guy. He was white. He had a handkerchief around his face, and he was screaming at me, you effing cracker, you effing cracker. And I was like, dude, you're white, you know? And then as I was leaving, the one black, one of the, well, there were several black guys, but one of the black guys that was there, he was a Trump supporter, the only one that was standing around the Black Lives Matter. And he's like, man, I'm so sorry. I was like, I felt so bad for him. There's a, I said, you don't have to apologize to me, you know? But the, they were brought in. There was buses right down the street. You could see them. None of them were even black. I mean, what is up with that? White liberals. <laughs> they're getting paid. They're stroking out. Huh? Go ahead. Uh, they're paid to Go do ahead. that. A lot of those people are paid. Yeah, but they, it's white liberals that are stroking out the division. They've been educating these Ivy League schools, and they've been indoctrinated with the hate of men. And that's who's pushing it. They're behind the few black lives matter people. If you notice, so many whites, and actually not that many blacks, and they are pushing that thing. Yeah, they're getting paid from sorrows. I heard, you know, uh, stories about that also. But it's it's been emphasized. But the U.S. is we have got to come together. We have got to start supporting each other and let the color thing drop. But these leaders are pushing it by. Name the streets Black Lives Matter. They rename the streets all day up here in front of City Hall Black Lives Matter. They're doing all this stupid pain in the road. So it's just going to keep division and stuff going until we are conquered. Uh, and I'm afraid we're on that road uh, speeding real fast. How are you going to be able to get the vote away from all these big, deep state pockets that are running corrupt New York? Fed up. I have Democrat, liberals, and everybody is supporting me. They said we are fed up. Uh, with Como and the Blasio, I spoke to the Muslim community on last week, and they said we are Democrats, but we're going to vote for you. We're not voting for Como and and you got a good thing going for you, a black man. So regardless whether you're Republican or not, we're going to vote for you. I said, which is stupid. I was saying to myself, though, I may be the same man that talking about deporting Muslims. So you need to look at my website and see what I stand for. Really, I appreciate them saying that, you know, but you really need to see what a man stands for because I voted for Barack Obama because he was black because we never had a black president. So therefore, I voted for him because I wanted to see one. I wanted my 95-year-old grandmother to see a black president before she passed. So that's why I voted for Obama. But the second time, I didn't vote for Obama. But the first time I did, only because he was black, I knew he wasn't going to do anything. He was doing all that yelling about, yes, we can, and all whatever. Absolutely nothing. He's going to go in office and be a puppet like the rest of the president have been. Trump is really, in my lifetime, the only president I've seen that has stood up 
to the deep state and say, I'm going to do it like this. This is how America's supposed to be led, and that's why they're mad as hell with him because he's doing that. He's something else, isn't he? I'm so proud of our president. I'm worried for him, but I'm proud of him. He's great. But he even left New York. I just pray for him. Don't worry. Just pray for him. You said uh, on your business reform thing, you said axe the tax. And isn't that one of the reasons why Trump left New York because the taxes were so outrageous? That is. That was the number one reason because the way they was treating him and uh, trying to get him to pay all these taxes, which he was paying so much of the taxes anyway. And you were running your highest tax payer. All, uh, I, could, I could never factor that one right there. Run him down out of the state of New York. So I would love to bring President Trump back in the state of New York. I'm going to slice the taxes. I have looked through the complete budget. I see where I can cut. Why well, we got billions and billions of dollar waste. I see why we own millions and millions of properties just sitting there that can be sold off for 25% uh, low other market value. So I can move around a lot of stuff, and we can live real good in the state of New York. I will basically slice the taxes in half. I got a lot of good uh, uh, programs from Florida that we can enact the state of New York. Yeah, of course, we got to have tax, but we don't want to tax our people to death. We have too many tax. We have city tax right now. So I was like the other day, I said, people need to stop paying city tax because they're taking your money paying Black Lives Matter in the streets. We need to stop paying city tax. That's the reason, number one, to stop to hold up uh, paying city tax. You paying that in the street, but you're begging the president, the federal government, you're also begging the governor of the state of New York for money to get along, which you turned down for $7 billion. Now you're hoping and praying the federal government I give it to you, but the federal government is watching what you're doing. You defund the police, you're painting, you're doing unnecessary wasting money, so why should we give you the taxpayer citizen of America money to bail you out to keep your nonsense going? So it makes absolutely no sense for no one else in America to support the city of New York at this time, or therefore the state, by giving them money. You got to get in there and you got to turn your policies around and make it work for your state, and that's what I'm going to do. I have some great plans to do these things. I have great people on my team. I have a team that uh, we're going to get these people some housing. We're going to get them first to live better in the houses they're in, in these natural houses owned by the state and the city. But then we're going to get them a path to home ownership in upstate New York. They don't have to worry about credit and all that. We're going to help these people out. So under my leadership, we're going to elevate everyone, every single New York State citizen. If you're not a citizen of New York State, you can forget it because you're not going to be allowed to stay in New York State. I'm going to have a task force to deport you from New York State. You can go anywhere else in America, but if you're illegally in New York State, New York City, you will not be allowed to live in this city or our state. That is my number one priority. That is so much waste. We're spending billions of dollars on their health care, on their shelter, on uh, on uh, translators in schools. And it's crazy. We could cut one program and kill taxes, really. So imagine with me going across the board. It's going to hurt some people because they're used to these big, large pensions and this and that. But in order to bring stuff back, we have got to cut the waste, trim the waste. It's just complete nonsense. You would not a businessman would not run his business like that. He'll be in business for for two weeks, and you'll be out of business. So that's what I plan on doing to make a greater New York. And also, CPS is on my mind. Child Protection Service, which is not. These kids have been taken from their rightful parents, their grandparents. They've been placed in place and getting abused. They've been human trafficking. And I did my research, and I even work with uh, human uh, trafficking. So I've done my research, and there's a lot of in the state of New York with the court system. These judges need to be held accountable. Some need to be removed and replaced. 
I personally know someone that's going through this now with two children. It is sad and pathetic. I have contacted the president. I have contacted the Department of Justice. I'm sure they are looking at it. But, you know, the wheels are turning slow because so many things are going on. But the human trafficking with these children must stop. They have got to stop. And if you remember, I I talked to you about this before, and I, I told you that what President Trump was doing with all these child traffickers and gave you the information for you to go research it. And his main platform, which the media is not talking about, is thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of arrests on human trafficking, child trafficking, and Mm -hmm. sex crimes. And But that's – no one's talking about that, but that's one of the biggest things that he's done and worked worldwide with different countries on stopping this trafficking with ports and different things. So he is – Really done an amazing job, and these children and CPS are just uh, forgotten about. You know, they're just they're just put yeah. in the system, like you said, and they're and they're used, abused, they're sexually abused, and then they're medicated. And oh, it's CPS just horrible, has you know? to be abolished, and we got to start over somewhere. CPS got to be abolished. I, I agree. I, I think that's one of the worst. That and the Salvation Army, I think, are two two things that in Planned Parenthood, obviously, you know, is really yeah. Glad that you're focused on that. Under my administration, CPS will be abolished. I will work hard to abolish CPS and come in with another program. And also, um, you were talking about that you wanted medical freedom, so I can assume that you would definitely do not like Obamacare. I don't. I was a small business owner, and it really hit me hard when Obamacare came in. So I I basically don't like it. It's unfit for anything. Of course, we want to take care of ourselves or whatever, and for that nature, I was in Atlanta, Georgia at the time. I could go to Grady Hospital. I never had absolutely no insurance any time. You go to Grady, and the government will pay for it later on or whatever, however they do it. They paid for it. That's what people were allowed to do. So, therefore, you had health insurance. So what's the problem? Why do you need to force me to pay this amount or pay that amount? It's a complete nonsense. So everything about it was a lie. The only thing that Obamacare was about, if you remember, the little boy, that was in our or, or office when he was signing it into law. They it would use him as a tool to do that. Okay, about what two months later, that same little boy had transformed into a girl. That's what it was all about. So they can have surgery, so they can do the trans surgery, so they can pay for their trans surgery. Now, don't take my word for it, but look it up. That's all Obamacare so was for. Yeah, that's what it was for. Now look at that little boy uh, picture. You can, you can pull it up picture with the uh, president and his mama. As a girl, but look at when President Trump signed it. I mean, President Trump, <laughs> President Obama signed it. He was a boy. It's pathetic. We live in some evil times, and our leadership is uh, pulling the wool over our eyes. Yeah, it's definitely biblical, isn't it? Everything that's good is made bad, and everything bad is made good, and that seems like we're just correct flipped upside down on our values now, and so. Right now, uh, one of the things that Trump has been calling out is Obama about spying on his administration and point blank saying that they tried to commit a coup, they spied on his agency, and that him and Biden are both guilty of sedition and treason. And he's been very very outspoken now that uh, Flynn's been released and uh, Hartford has done his investigation and the Durham investigation is going on. A lot of stuff's come out to prove that what Donald Trump was saying is actually correct. They did spy on, it him, uh, on him, and they have the proof of it. And make no mistake, he is going to go after Obama. And we've known that since he oh, started yeah. voting for the birth certificate way back in the day. You know, how do you think that the 
or the black community, I'm afraid, might just go psychotic when this happens. And how do you think that's going to affect you? Because I think within the next year, he's going to go after Obama. And with you being a Trump supporter in the black community, I was just wondering how do you think that's going to affect you? Rightfully so, Obama need to go out there, and not only Obama, but the whole Obama administration, because what they did, they yelled, they kept yelling, everybody kept yelling, where well, Trump lose, will he accept it, and do this, will he do that, uh, all of that. But the thing is that the Obama administration didn't accept it because they wanted Hillary Clinton. Now, they just switched it around on President Trump. They the one didn't want to go. So that's why Susan Rice sent that email to her right after the election. It should have been over. They should have been preparing to uh, change administration. But she's sending an email to herself, and they sitting uh, uh, then elect uh, candidate Trump sit him up. So it shows you that the Obama administration didn't want to go there because they wanted Hillary Clinton. That's what it all comes out. So Obama needs to go to jail. I don't care what color you are when you uh, 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 commit treason, which is tre- is clear treason. That has been done. He needs to go to get more. That's exactly where Obama needs to go. And as far as it affected me, there's a lot of black people out there that understand uh, what Obama have done. And furthermore, right is right, regardless of whether they get mad or not. They mad now, so hey, big deal. That means we don't uphold the law because some black folks in the street mad? No. Because some white liberals in the street mad? No. We still carry on with law and order, regardless of who's feeling that we may hurt. So I don't think it's going to affect me in any kind of way for us. Uh, my governorship run for the state of New York. People are looking for uh, concrete answers and someone that's going to govern for them. They're looking for this for that individual. They're not looking at a, a whole team as well. They're like Obama up there and they're not going to support there because he's going to support and all that. It, it's, it's not going to work like that. I can tell you that now. But Obama, Biden, and all of them should be put in prison for treason. They tried to sit this president up and bring him down, but the good Lord had his hands on President Trump and every single thing they've done have backfired. And it will backfire, just like the Supreme Court made the ruling about the uh, sending the uh, decision back to the lower courts on his uh, tax return. So you open up a can of worms again, Pandora's box. So let's see all the Congress people that are millionaires on a $175 salary a year and been that two years and four years. So let's just see that. So you open up a can of worms. Now, when you see his income, they're too dumb to see it. They're too anything. dumb to see that he tricked them. Yeah. That he was like, yeah. you and want to see my have, tax breakers? No, 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 taxes. you can't see him. You can't see now him. See <laughs> right? <laughs> They're too dumb to see that. They're too dumb to see that he just tricked right them again. Trap. He is the maestro. He's a genius. If it was you know, a problem don't with see it. taxes or a mistake, big deal. But if it was one hour, it would have been all over him. So that says a lot. But he just trash right. yep, coming out of the state of New York trying to bring Trump down. And it come from the Southern District. It just straight up all it is. Well, I just love interviewing you, Derek. There's a, another question I wanted to ask you. It's a little bit off topic, and it's a little personal, but you told me to bring it, so I'm going to bring it. But I'm just mm-hmm. curious because it always seems like you and Diamond are in the in the spotlight, you know. And so Miss Gibson, Mrs. Gibson, is usually I don't usually hear from her. I don't interview with her, but I know that it takes uh, two to have a strong partnership and to raise these wonderful children that y'all have raised. How is Mrs. Gibson dealing with the fact that she may be New York's first lady? That's pretty actually, huge. I am. We, we, actually, I, we are not together, but we are friends, but we are not together. At this point, we're not together, and it's been like that for over 10 years. I haven't been with uh, their mother. 
free, and she's uh, she's dealing with the sickness. She has cancer, and you know a lot of more things going on with her, and uh, she's dealing with that. But she is not. I, I am not. We and me and her uh, isn't together, but she support me one hundred percent. Well, I'm so sorry to hear that. I did not know. I guess that's why y'all are always in the spotlight. <laughs> I guess that answered my question, didn't it? Sorry to hear about her cancer. We'll be sure and keep her in our You prayers, would not want to see her in the spotlight. She support Trump 100%, and, but you, you definitely wouldn't want to see her in the spotlight. She'll be very vocal with it. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're a governor, would, there won't be a first lady then? No. Not so you're going to be a single governor, huh? <laughs> Maybe. Ooh, I see a New York's eligible bachelor. You see it now on the front page of the the magazines. (laughs) We'll see what happened on that. Now, one more thing I wanted to ask you about, which we touched on a while ago, but I wanted to go through it one more time. The way that you don't support uh, the illegal immigrants being and supporting them with healthcare and food stamps and you know wasting all our money. So that's definitely saying 100% that you do not support sanctuary cities. I do not support sanctuary city. Um, my leadership we won't have sanctuary city or state. The, the governor has the power to remove the bill if he makes such nonsense calls. I would have as governor have the power to remove that particular bill. That would not be tolerated. And all the funding from New York State to New York City will be cut off until it comes into compliance with the rest of the state. It's not fair to punish upstate citizens for the mistakes of the New York uh, City citizens. So we're not going to. We're definitely not going to do that. Illegal aliens are not warranted to anything uh, in America, or therefore in my state. And I will pull complete funding, housing, and everything. I know I do not have compassion because our citizens are sleeping on the street. Our citizens are slept. Suffering, our elderly are suffering. That's who I have compassion for, not other country citizens. I tell you what, I will do. I will pay their way back home, back to their country. I have that much compassion. But you definitely won't be able to live in the state of New York under my administration unless you are a legal citizen. I will put a task force together to find you. And I know you're here because we have over five hundred thousand in the state of New York, and we are taking care of those people. I just love your stances. It's like a little mini-me. So you, me, Trump, we're all on the same page. And that's what I love. Yes. We're all on the same page. Like law and order. Correct. Be. Constitution. And when you do that, you're all on the same page. You're united. It doesn't matter what color you are. You're American, and you're so proud to be American. But these people that are just filled with hate, I just don't understand why. One thing, like, why would people want to miss out on the most exciting part of American history, watching Donald Trump be president and being a part of this? You've been a huge part of it. I mean, I sat there and watched you out there with a megaphone, walking down the street. Black people of America, listen. I mean, I'm like, my God, this guy has the biggest, I don't know if this is inappropriate, but the biggest balls I've ever seen in my life. Like, I haven't seen him, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, all men I mean, should have you're so all ballsy. Men should in Texas, have balls, we call it ballsy. It's not inappropriate. If a man don't handle balls, he's not a man. So that's not inappropriate. <laughs> well, I mean, I see Diamond and, and you wearing your mega hats all over New York yeah. and in areas that, you know, look a little sketchy yeah. sometimes even. And yeah, I'm just like, Bronx, wow. Because I'm play. really ballsy. I'm really ballsy. And people say I'm one of the bravest people they ever met. And I don't wear my mega hat hardly anywhere. I wore it all over Australia. Yeah. But when I came home, I, I've got mm-hmm. one right here hanging up. It's got cat hair on it because it's been sitting here for so long. But uh, I hardly ever wear wow. it because I don't want to get 
uh, assaulted. I don't want my car to get vandalized. I don't want you know, my children to be in danger. I don't wave my put my Trump flag up because I don't want someone throwing poison over my fence and killing my dog or shooting at my house. That's sad. And, to uh, like that. and the sad thing is, I, I used to have stickers on my car, but we were targeted being tea party, and I got a whole bunch of tickets real quick, both my husband and I. And so we took the yeah. tea party stickers off. We quit getting tickets, right? So I stopped putting any kind of stuff like that on my car, but I always kept a Blue Lives Matter on my car for about since I bought it, so it's five years old, so for five mm-hmm. years. But I never thought that my car would get vandalized because I support cops. But now it's yeah. almost better to have a Trump sticker than it is to have a I support cops sticker, you cop know? Sticker, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I what the a, hell? Sticker. <laughs> yeah, I have a Trump bumper sticker on my truck, and I haven't had any issue. Not to say that I may not have House, I'm not having it, but I have them so far. I go everywhere. My truck is everywhere, you know. So and they see that Trump stick on that, but they don't bother me. I guess they know who to bother and who not to bother. Not to say they won't catch me. Yeah, and, sleep, and technically they shouldn't bother me out. because I'm usually I'm always driving with my Glock, you know. So I'm probably the wrong. Yeah. I'm always armed. I usually have my AR and my Glock in my car. I don't mm-hmm. even play like that. You know how mm-hmm. I am about my weapons. I love them. I'm gonna yeah. you right now. I've got a 22 uh, Glock and a 357, all within reach. In my AR is one away. I do not play. <laughs> you know, I'm Be like, prepared at all house, time. You know, but but because I worry about my children. My, I have a little girl that's 16 in my car. My dog is in my car, and I just don't want to. I'm, you know, I'm a mother, so I'm protective. But I mean, we are the silent majority. So I see some of the stuff you're doing, and I'm just like blown away. Like, wow, where do they get the balls to do this? I mean, you're very brave, <laughs> and. Uh, I, I admire you so much, God, Derek, and I'm so me. happy that you're my friend. I'm so glad that I found you and that we have developed a, a friendship throughout the years now and that I've got to Correct. be a intricate part of watching you and Diamond's journey, which has been fascinating in itself. Uh, I, the minute I saw mm-hmm. Diamond, I was like, this kid's going to be a rock star, and who the hell are her parents? <laughs> because somebody made this kid. I've got, to, And that's when I found you. I said, I've got to find your parents. Let me meet your parents because somebody made this child this way, you know? So I knew you were a great man just by the way you raised your child, you know. And so uh, I really expect great things out of you and what you've done for America. Uh, just one, you know, it's like this is saying like, you know, some people are crazy enough to believe that they can change the world. I believe that you are helping change the world, and I think that you're a very important person uh, in our in America. I really do. I I just really admire you and what you're standing for and just have the utmost respect for you. And so uh, well, listeners you. out there, please support Derek to help save New York. Again, uh, Derek, can you give him your website one more time so y'all can help support him? It's, Send him some money. It's www.gibson, G-I-B-S-O-N, for F-O-R-N-Y-S, governor, G-O-V-E-R-N-O-R, Dot com. Well, Derek, I wish you the best of luck. I appreciate it. We went a little bit over the time. We were supposed to be over at 12, and it's 1222. I could probably talk to you for hours. There's so many – I mean I literally could talk to you for hours. There's so many things I'd like to run by you. But the main thing is that you are running for governor for New York, and that go, the New York state actually has a chance to recover from all of this if they get the right people in office. So I really pray and that's what it's going to take is a lot of praying because they're, they're so corrupt with their illegal voting and immigrants voting, and we just it's going to take yeah. it's going to take a miracle, you know. But it's hard to beat the deep state. But Donald Trump did it, and we're doing it all across the nation, you know, one state at a time. We're coming yes, up. Yes, we and can, and we will. Out. 
Yes, we I will believe defeat it, But we all have to pray, and that's the most important thing right now, I believe, is to pray, pray, pray for our president, pray for America, pray for healing across the land, pray that they don't cause the racial division or the revolution that they're trying to start. You know, And I believe our president will take care of this, and uh, I believe they've set us back on race relationships quite a bit, and I hate to see yeah. this happening yeah. in America. But it's just the fact that they're choosing to do this. They are choosing to do this with their hate. But President Trump has to make the call. That. He has to stop, listen to his advisor, and go ahead and make the call to squash this. You can't keep waiting. Strong, uh, good leaders make make those choices in, in uh, serious times like that. And he wants to do it, but, you know, his advisor said, well, I'll just see how it plays out. No, well, he can't. He can't can unless the governor's asking yeah. him to. And right now all he can do is yeah. bring in the National Guard unless the governor reaches out to him. Then he can send an army, yeah. but if he does it, otherwise they're going to say he's a dictator. So now they're getting well, they say what they want to say, but the feds rule. rule. Like he you allowed know? to send the feds. He allowed to send the feds. If it's the state is not protecting its citizens, it's up to the president. He can override that and send the feds, and he's going to have to do it because I see it coming down to that. He's going to have to yeah. do that. He got to make that call regardless of uh, thinking about the election, who I'm telling well, but about the election. You got to say screw that. But I'm going to make the right decision at this moment, regardless of whether it costs me the election or not to save America. Because if not, if you don't do it, we're going to end up losing America. I'm telling you. I'm wondering if he's holding, yeah. holding off on that play until he arrests Obama. Maybe he's saving that. Yeah, I don't, bringing I, I, in his I don't know, but we don't need to be Trump holding party. off on nothing. We don't need to be holding off on nothing. We need to go ahead and make the call. It's too much. It's chaotic. You can't walk down the street. People getting punched in the face just because they're white. All kind of ignorant stuff is going on. They're going in the churches. At some point, he got to stand up and address the nation. But it's over with. I am doing this. This is exactly what's going to happen. It's, it's like a war zone there, isn't it? Nation. It's not like it is here. It's a war zone in New York right now. Yeah, yeah. If I was him, I would make the decision now. I would come to to the uh, make a, a national speech, and I would tell him it's over with. I'm sending it out on next week. It's over with. It's stopping. I'm sending out the feds. It's over. You got this squash it. Screw your feelings. What you think about getting elected again? Your job is to protect America. Those Republicans up there are weak as hell. They're not standing behind President Trump. They don't say too much. They're not saying too much. So they weak. It's just weakness. You got the great men. In times like this, we need great men to stand up. Great men have got to stand up and push back. That's all it is to it. So President Trump is in a power position of power, and he needs to use that power, regardless of what those uh, people around him are selling him. I feel so bad for the people in New York. I, I can't even imagine what it – I live in a country. I just can't even imagine what it's like there. Uh, yeah. It, 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 to me, I don't even scary. I can't really even relate about living in a city, much less a city under mm-hmm. normal like it is. And that's one of the reasons I've always lived in the country because I always knew if shit hit the fan that the cities were going to be just like New York is right now. Correct. And I didn't want to be there. That's right. That's right. Now, one thing that's about you, uh, I was – I was going to ask you to – I know that you're a huge uh, Second Amendment uh, lover, and I've even watched videos of you firing away with your with your rifle, and so you've got some pretty good skills going on there. And uh, where exactly – y'all don't have guns like we ha- – do y'all have guns like we have in Texas? I mean are there a lot stricter rules in New York for gun owners, right? Yeah, yeah, in New York it is. It is in New York. You know, you can't even carry in New York City at all unless you're a business owner. And then uh, even upstate, you got to have a permit for this city, that city. It's too much. It's overbearing, you know. So you don't. Uh, the more populated area you're in, the more spending it is to get uh, uh, some kind of carry license. So you know, we in New York City, and it's populated like hell. So it's 
it's bad. It's terrible. And, and people know but that. But what I'm reading about is shootings, the shootings, shootings. I'm, I'm reading mm-hmm. about all these shootings in New York and the shootings in Chicago. So everywhere where they have these strict gun laws, I'm seeing more killings with guns. Correct, Chicago. <laughs> that New doesn't York, make sense, does you can't carry a gun here, but you're getting killed by a gun. If your Susan had a gun, think about it. You wouldn't even try a person. Everybody, you know, everybody carries. You're not even going to try a person. You're going to keep walking. No, I'm not going to try them. I know they carry. But if you know people are not carrying, because law abiding so it's not going to carry, you're going to try. You're going to take full that. Criminals going to take full that advantage. And that is what's happening. I don't understand why our leadership don't see that and say, okay, open carry. And that's what we need, regardless of being New York City or not. We need open carry, regardless of the amount of people here. If you're a legal U.S. resident, open carry. And then you have some tough gun laws. If you just shoot somebody for the hell or just for stepping on your feet or something like that, 30 years in jail. Fifty years in jail. You got to you got to really put it out there. And so, in order to keep people from using guns foolishly, you have those skill penalties like that. Not tell people they can't carry in a certain area. That is that's not going to do any good. That is emboldening criminals to uh, take advantage of the situation. That's all you're doing. I agree totally. I mean, you don't see shooters go into armed places and shooting at. They go to soft yeah, targets where people aren't armed. You know. But anyway, we went over the time, and so I guess is there any last things you wanted to close out with before we end the show? I just want to say support Gibson for New York State Governor. Please donate. I got something big coming up, and I need your donation. Donate anyone for 500 whatever you want to donate. You can make it reoccurring. Do that also. Thank you all for listening in. I am Gibson for New York State. Share this uh, for me, please. Thank you all, and you all have a blessed day. Now, don't tease them about something big coming up. Let's just go ahead and tell them about this rally in August. Do not comply. <laughs> Where's this all set up at? Yeah, it's going to be in the uh, Times Square area in New York. We're going to put a date to it. We're putting, there, we're putting the logistics together, and it's going to be the mother of all rallies, as George Bush would say. And uh, it's going to be Gibson for New York State combined mother of all rallies and we're going to push back on the current leadership i want to get at least a hundred thousand or more i want you to come from all over the entire country to be here so make plans now around the middle of august uh to come to new york city and show your support i've always said that as a as a true southerner that my feet have never been scorched on yankee soil and i have never been to new york but if i get a chance i would definitely to new york i would love to knock on doors and support you or come to your rally and it would just be an honor so i have held off my whole life 54 years not going to new york but for you i will make an exception and uh because i really believe what you're doing so thank you so much for being with us today derek uh like i said again it's uh derek gibson you can find him on twitter and i will uh i don't have all this information on the show uh title but i'll add it into the uh show information so if you want to go in a few minutes and check the links you'll have his twitter and his uh, web page and all that good stuff so without any further ado i will say goodbye mr gibson mr governor governor gibson <laughs> that sounds good governor thanks gibson. for the invite i'm looking forward to coming back anytime thank you you have a nice day you also Bye.